0: Episode 29 of the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. We're back at it again, buddy.
1: Episode 29, it reminds me of a few incredible running backs. We'll start with uh, Eric Dickerson of the Rams was number 29. I don't know that they had fantasy football back then. He's probably a lot older than the people that would listen to this show. Oh, probably, but perhaps you remember like Garrett Blunt or even the ever so slippery Roy Hillu Jr. Uh, the Washington football team, formerly known as the Washington Redskins before he realized how absolutely inappropriate that was
0: such a bright and shortly lived flame. Roy Hillu was, (laughs) I am Dustin Blanton along with Travis Masterson. This is losing sucks. Thank you for listening. We've got episode 29, in case you didn't notice. We, we are breaking down week eight. We've already got one game in the books, Travis. We've got our big picks of the week. We've got does it bounce. We've got some other names that are going to be brought up, some pain, some suffering, some laughs. It's all part of the game. Man, and speaking of all those elements, man, let's just roll right into Thursday Night Football because what a whopper this game was
1: i need to know that you're okay i'm not as a man right now
0: i'm not doing okay
1: <laughs> who prides himself on being a chicago bears fan primarily and then secondarily is a kyler murray and thus an arizona cardinals fan right aaron Rodgers says discount double check these and i still Ooh. own you too after tonight's game are you doing okay in austin texas tonight
0: i'd be lying to you if i said i had a bunch of reasons to smile <laughs> um i was i was watching that game i'm like I'm like man you know it was funny let me break let me let me bring a couple things to light because i was doing some research today you know having some conversations with some guys on twitter and some things came up about you know what a guy asked a really interesting question he asked um you know what are the personnel groupings you know what are, what's green bay gonna do in this game and so i'm, I'm kind of looking into some some stats and you know looking into you know they t- primarily run some three wi- wide receiver sets but then i came across an interesting kind of little it's not really a, like a fantasy relevant stat but it's fun in the six games that Devonte adams has missed under matt lafleur green bay has won them all and this makes number seven so you're saying he sucks. I'm saying the team doesn't need him. <laughs> the deadline is approaching. Get rid of him. You can you're gonna you could trade him at least for a fourth round pick and you know what? Get something before the league kind of realizes what kind of liability <laughs> this guy is.
1: As a Bears fan, I'm not shocked that you're hoping that the Scottie Pippen Michael Jordan connection in Green Bay right. is broken up. Right. Unfortunately, it will not be, but that was fantasy schmantasy mm. at Jeff P underscore F underscore that was going back and forth with you on the okay. uses of usage of Aaron Jones right. in particular. Right. And you gave some deep digging facts. Go ahead and run through those because that was really good
0: content. I mean, in context, he, we knew he was going to get some more targets. Um, really, the, what the numbers brought up again not super fancy relevant. He just he gets an uptick in targets whenever Devontae is gone. He, you know, he doesn't get eight targets a game a lot, but in the games that Devontae's gone, he typically gets right around there. Um, I think in this game, oh, how many targets did that guy have? Uh, Aaron Jones had, oh, what was it? 11 targets in this game.
1: 11 targets, seven grabs for 51. So
0: you know that he's going to have more receiving work. That, that, that's all I was bringing up. He's also split out wide a lot. They did use Aaron Jones in um, a couple screens. Again, nothing super crazy let's let's jump into the fantasy impact of this because this game you, a lot of fantasy relevant players at least um before Devonte, you know obviously wasn't going to play kyler hurt you in this game um aaron Rodgers, yeah big time. Had, a, had a pretty good game you know you, you, you were able to use obviously aaron jones but deandre hopkins
1: rogers only came through with 15 fantasy points so that's not going to do it for you either
0: no okay that's that's fair DeAndre Hopkins is the name I want to bring up right now because, man, this is – it's not looking good because, one, Kyler Murray is now hobbled. He's looking a little banged up, and it's something that you hate to see because he hasn't been running. He hasn't been giving you all that rushing production. And in a game like this where his production was down and um, Green Bay did a great job of ball control, this – you don't like seeing games where the league is figuring out how to neutralize – the, the Cardinals offense. So DeAndre Hopkins, a, a huge loss in this game. Um, he only saw two targets, save for an almost touchdown. He was fairly quiet. A.J. Green uh, was, I mean, he was playing, he received some targets, but again, ultimately probably a miscommunication on that last play, probably the reason they lost. Um, it's just this Cardinals team has some things to figure out. They don't have a bye until week 12. So kind of having to figure out on the fly they'll have a long week to prepare for next week. Fantasy weapons um in this game, James Conner, Chase Edmonds gave you absolutely usable weeks. Um James Conner, two touchdowns.
1: James Conner was he's kinda of like Randall Cobb. I mean, both guys we saw as playable. I think a lot of big names in the industry said Randall Cobb's the one you want to go to with no Aaron I mean, no Devontae Adams. And no Lazard and no Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah. Randall Cobb is going to have a day. And his day consisted of three catches for 15 yards, but also two Sometimes touchdowns. That's all it takes. And James Conner gave you 22 yards, but also two touchdowns. Yeah. So if you hit on those lottery tickets, those touchdowns came through. I actually had Cobb in two leagues and I had yeah. Conner in two leagues. So I got bailed out by those short scores
0: too. Here's a crazy stat that I really want. Uh, we can move on after this. I think James Conner, one, I think he's got eight touchdowns already, but I think that dude's going to end up with 16-plus with touchdowns this year. I, we
1: said in the offseason, we said, this is a guy you can grab in the eighth or ninth round who should have 10 touchdowns in this offense.
0: And he's already got – I I have to check the numbers <laughs> yeah. cause they were talking about how many touchdowns, and I haven't had a chance it's, to it's It's
1: a seven or eight. It's seven or eight. He's, it's up there. He's
0: going to end up with – I'll say at least – 13 touchdowns this year yeah he's got it it could be 15 yeah they're trying to keep kyler away from rushing and for whatever reason they're like no we don't want to use him near the goal line a ton let's just give it to james Conner, and it's been it's been working i think that was part of the regression though when we when we looked at we did an
1: episode where we picked guys sure who were not ranked in the top five to six right at their position or maybe it was 10 and said these guys can climb why can they climb and i said I don't think Kyler's going to be a bad fantasy quarterback. That's impossible. But is he rushing for the same yards and touchdowns? No, no, he doesn't need to. They brought Connor in to do that. Right. And it's starting to play out like that. So I'm not worried about Kyler Murray, but the QB1 upside is looking less and less the more Connor's takes those short touchdowns.
0: Yeah. Moving on, though, there are some other heavy-hitting matchups to discuss in Week 8. Still a couple teams on by. We covered that in our tuesday night episode um or so, yeah tuesday episode i think we released it whatever whatever our schedule is um we've got the ravens and the raiders on by so please do not start those players uh, the first matchup that we're gonna break down though the dallas cowboys taking on the minnesota vikings there are fantasy relevant pieces all over this matchup let's talk the cowboys side first They are coming off of a bye. Dak still nursing that leg injury that he suffered on that game winning touchdown against the Patriots with CD Lamb. Um, He's going to play. And you know what? This is going to be a fun game to watch. If anything, it's going to be watched just because there are a lot of fantasy relevant players. Um, Obviously, you're starting Zeke. The Vikings have not been too good against the run not that they've been like league minimum or league worst but they do give up quite a few yards on the ground and I think obviously this this rebirth of Zeke has been much welcomed and they're going to continue rolling with that especially if Dak even is a little bit hobbled um you're no the running back two, yeah it's needless to say that you you start Tony Pollard
1: are you talking about the running back one or two on that team
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's the only handcuff you start no matter what.
1: So so Zeke is, is the consensus best handcuff
0: in the league. I know. He really is. He's a monster. And I'm just saying, <laughs> like, unbelievable. Soon, I just hope that Tony Pollard shows him a thing or two and kind of helps improve <laughs> the game.
1: I'm hoping for a shootout in this one. There's so many relevant fantasy pieces that this is one that we need to be a 30-something to 30-something. I want it to be. And, deserve it. and really produce, yeah, we really do. I mean, you've got seven to eight guys that are going to be started, fantasy sure. wide, and they're going—they're big names. We need them to produce. You
0: know who returns this week? Who? Michael Gallup.
1: Oh wow! Where have you been, Mike? Oh yeah, you're saving the hair. You're saving, not shaving, but you're saving the hair on my legs right now. Oh, by not playing, he just needs keep doing. One.
0: It. If if you haven't been present for the entire show, we have a bet, and you know what I'm saying right now. I will still let this bet live, even with the injury. All right. He needs one wide receiver one week this year, just one, because Travis. Meaning
1: he has to finish inside the top twelve in half point PPR league. Right for one week for one week of that's the all. of the next eight weeks or Dustin will shave his legs
0: I will shave my legs and, and I'll release send a the video hair to Travis oh my god
1: <laughs> <laughs> this always goes to a different level <laughs> if Michael Gallup does finish inside the top 12 one time right. I will be shaving both legs there will be Perfect. video of it either way hopefully it's not me I don't think it will be me I'm very confident in that New England right. for actually Real quick, Dallas and Minnesota, who wins? I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys as a Dallas resident. How can I not? Right. They are the dark horse to win the Super Bowl. They run through Minnesota this weekend.
0: Ooh, I'm actually going to go with the Vikings on this one. Oh, my God. Just to, be, just to be contrarian, I think that the Vikings come in ready. I think the, both these teams were on bye last week. so um, Yeah, they, I,
1: should, they should be sharp. They should be prepared. Sharp, last prepared. time we disagreed on one of these heavy hitter, who do you think wins? Right. I was very confident that the Ravens would take care of Joey Burrow and yeah. the Bengals, and yeah. you said not so fast. On the uh, contrary, Joe uh, Burrow and crew will upset the Ravens, and not only did they upset them, they beat them handily. Sometime. So do you think Minnesota wins by more than seven points?
0: Mm, sure. Yeah, I'll give it to them. I'll give it to, I'll give it to Minnesota.
1: Oh, this goodness. All right, I'll take Dallas more than seven then.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah. Put some put some hot sauce on that. <laughs> put it on my plate.
1: All right, New England, New England and the Los Angeles Chargers, powder blue and yellow lightning bolts. Talk to me.
0: I got to tell you one of these teams is really good against the run and one of the, I'm sorry, one of them is terrible against the run and one of them is terrible against the pass. So, this is going to be like whose weakness shows through the most. The Patriots obviously cannot stop Anyone through the air right now, um, I—that's probably hyperbole a little bit. Bill is going to scheme up to take away someone in this game, and I think there's a good chance that it's Mike Williams. Um, but you can't—you can't stop this offense. Uh, you can't—I mean, you can obviously. Seeing what we saw from the Chargers the last time they were on the field, that was horrific. But I look. Char- no, no.
1: I'm talking about Chargers versus New England last year. Oh, yeah. Justin Herbert and the Chargers had been rolling. Yeah. And everybody went all in on this week mm-hmm. saying New England's down. They've got injuries on defense. Yeah. Justin Herbert, QB start of the week, blah, blah, blah. And it was unreal. I think he had four points, maybe. The whole offense was bad. I don't expect that.
0: Right. I expect more than you saw last time in this matchup one that's bold Bill Bill (laughs) more than 40 yards right they're they're going to do better than nothing Um, this is your bounce back candidate of the week right (laughs) 50 Um, plus yards of 50 plus yards of offense um no i think one bill has a way of uh messing with rookie quarterbacks which was the case with justin herbert this being off a bye week new coach who seems to be just a a little bit step ahead of the coaching staff last year. Um, And then of course you've got Mike Williams breakthrough year. Um, Keenan Allen still a relevant weapon in this, in this offense. Um, Austin Eckler is a little bit beat up. He's he he came up on the injury report with that hip injury. I don't, I haven't read that it's a serious injury. I think it's more maintenance that they have to report. Um, But in this game, I still like that Chargers offense. I'm more worried about the Chargers' defense plugging the holes on their defensive line and being able to stop any running back because this looks like a super-duper juicy matchup for Damian Williams and anyone listed as a running back on the New England Patriots' offense.
1: Who are you comfortable starting in that backfield
0: outside of Damian Harris? That is a disgusting question because you know that I loathe the backfield for the Patriots. I mean, comfortable... No, comfortable is not a word. In a PPR can, league, right? a full PPR league, I would may I would throw um, Brandon Bolden in there, um, but other than that, no, I don't feel Bold Bolden.
1: Yeah, he kind of earned that two spot last week. Not that he's a young guy that has to earn a spot, but he's been there long enough, and he has the comfort level and trust the Belichick that sure, Stevenson doesn't sure. necessarily I, have. Honestly, yet.
0: I forget about Stevenson sometimes. They're they're really struggling trying to trust Stevenson right now. Um, but to go back.
1: I have a quick question about Eckler. I don't know. We're not always in agreement on handcuffing guys. Well, not that we're not, not that we don't want to do it, but when we do it, at what point in the fantasy season do you want to start grabbing your handcuffs? And we're going to approach that here pretty soon. As we get into week 10, week 11, now's the time. You got to get your insurance.
0: Um, week if nine. Eckler-wise. Yeah. Week nine is typically my trigger week. Um, I start gathering up some handcuffs. You're getting through the buys. Um, Especially okay. with on a team like But who is that for him? For the Eckler owners. Yeah. Is that Justin Jackson? No. For me it's Larry Rountree. Um he he's looked better when he plays Justin Jackson looks to be just kind of a breather back um Larry Roundtree looks like he can be a three down player um this isn't saying he's a superstar he's explosive but the handcuff for Eckler should be Larry Roundtree I think the, the coaching staff they've even come out and said earlier in the season that they like the way he he practices and you know what he he has he looked good in the preseason as well just a good young kid out of Missouri so uh I like him um but speaking of that we've We haven't talked about the wide receivers, though, real quick for the New England Patriots. Um, For me, uh, New England uh, passing game is going to probably struggle in this game. The Chargers are really good. I'm staying away from all of them. The only one, if it's a full PPR, maybe just because of target volume, maybe Jacoby Myers. But other than that. um, But we've said this every week. At one point, it's got to be like, sure,
1: show me something.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, if, again, if you're in a position where you, like, he. He it's either him or another equal level guy. I'm s i am I might still throw Jacoby Myers in there. Um, we've spent a lot of time on this matchup. Um but yeah, I Chargers win. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Chargers do win in this, in this game. Welcome.
1: Really close one though.
0: Yeah, I think I, I, I honestly don't think it's gonna be that high scoring of a game. I think it might be like twenty three seventeen. Um I'm good with that. I think Mac Jones has the ball last and is it put in a situation that he can't get it to right, I like it uh Steelers and Browns this one oof one team is not good and the other one shouldn't be good but is and this I mean look the Browns have a competent quarterback in case Keenum to back up no one ha- no one has a clear cut answer on what is happening with Baker Mayfield and this offense Jarvis Landry is less than reliable uh right now he's banged up and that Look, you can pretty much say that about everyone on this Browns offense. He um, says he's going to play, though. Sure, I'm sure he will. I'm sure they're going to shoot him up and, and numb that pain. <laughs> but, I mean, Nick Chubb saw Dearness Johnson playing well, so he thought he wants to get out there and, and help. and. It was actually
1: Nick Chubb. I don't know if you remember right. It was Nick Chubb oh, right, playing. right,
0: Playing in a Dearness Johnson jersey. Exactly. Right. So Nick Chubb of- saw
1: Nick Chubb playing well and right. decided, and like, I, Nick wow. Chubb, need to get back on the field so that right. Nick Chubb doesn't take my
0: job. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. It, it's a big complex, like, inception kind of thing. Um, if you but, can
1: get there, you'll really understand right. it. You just got to get there. Uh,
0: let's t- who who are you starting from this Browns offense? If Nick Chubb plays, are you starting him? Right.
1: Oh, like of course. A, yeah,
0: you have to. You have to start him. Dearness Johnson, though, may still have a role. You are you willing to put him in your lineup to play that Kareem Hunt kind of role?
1: If you need him, if you've lost guys to injury, I think he's flex worthy. After what we saw last week, yeah, I don't think I don't Nick think Chubb coming away. off of injury. There is no
0: way. No, they give Nick Chubb
1: twenty five carries. No chance.
0: They they love to run the ball. There they run the most like run heavy uh, multiple tight end sets in the entire league. I believe. And they, they want to run the ball. So I don't see Dearness Johnson not having a role. Um, with that being said, though, the wide receivers, you're not touching Odell. Nobody. Oh, um, break glass in case of emergency Jarvis Landry. Other than that. Nobody. I'm not starting Landry either. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: He's not healthy enough to really to be effective. He's just going to be out there because they need bodies.
0: And you got Case Keenum. Um, probably, again, playing in this game. I I haven't heard yet if D, if Baker Mayfield is playing. Unexpected. Um, even if he is, I don't trust him. Okay, then Case Keenum it is. Um, for the Steelers, Najee Harris, throw him in your lineup. You're not questioning that. Deontay Johnson, um, you're still going to play him. Chase Claypool um, with a healthy healthy bill of health. Yep, you're, you're playing him. I think a tight end streamer, if you need him, though, in this matchup, could be Pat Fryermuth as – um, Ben Roethlisberger has looked his way, um, more and more each week. And he's kind of gaining his trust as Ebron is kind of phased out of the offense. I think
1: he's a sneaky play, man. Not just now, but I think he has carved out a nice role Freyer your Muth, Friar Muth, However you want to say it,
0: Pat, the Friar Muth. He's very athletic. He reminded me coming out of college of a Hunter Henry type, but kind of more refined as an athlete.
1: Yeah, he's very, very athletic, and Ben has shown I like throwing to this guy.
0: Yeah, especially in the red zone.
1: Especially him. and and with Juju gone, I think yeah. he's the third option. We take Najee out of it, out of the backfield. It's it's Deontay Johnson one, mm-hmm. Claypool two, Pat three. Yeah, I I'm like very it. confident in that in that order.
0: Who do you have winning this one? I've got the Browns.
1: Give me the Steelers.
0: Ooh, all right, put it on the board.
1: Ben Ben has only beaten the Browns for maybe.
0: 100 out of 101 times, something like that. Oh, yeah. And the last time they played, I believe it was the Steelers getting absolutely slobber knocked out of the playoffs. So, um, I, as long
1: as nobody on the Clevelands taking their helmet or taking somebody oh, else's no, helmet and no, no, using no, it as no, no, a no, weapon, no. <laughs> I believe that a very fired up Mike Tomlin is going to be incredibly aggressive. Yeah. Ben has heard all the chirps, and they have started to really figure it out. Right, they are yeah. winning games. Right
0: before the game, they're going to ask him if he wants to coach USC. Then they're going to head out of the tunnel. So, <laughs> right in Yeah, his assistant
1: coaches are going to say, we got one question for you guys. That's
0: right. Are you going to coach USC? Then <laughs> they're going to head out there. Um, yeah, I got the That's Browns. Great. You got the Steelers. That's going to be fun. We got big picks coming up, Travis. Big picks of the week. Let's do it. All right, man. Um, we'll kick it off with my quarterback pick of the week. we well, it's just kind of ping pong back and forth. My p- quarterback pick is Jalen hurts versus the Detroit lions. It's not hard to see the production coming from Jalen hurts. And look, it's like peanut butter and jelly. It's, it's a rushing quarterback versus the Detroit lions. They're not going to be able to stop him. He doesn't have, we, how many times do we have to say this? Jalen hurts does not have to throw well at all, to be a fantasy-relevant quarterback. Even if this game is low-scoring, he'll get, you know, 80 yards, and he could still get a rushing touchdown in the last two minutes. We've seen it before, and he is fantasy-relevant.
1: So is this uh, big pick of the week, first, second, third quarter Jalen Hurts, or is this fourth quarter Jalen Hurts that's on this sheet?
0: The only the only Jalen Hurts that matters to me is fourth quarter Jalen okay. Hurts. Okay, that's cool. the only one that exists to me. He doesn't really become he, – he, like – He's Jalen Payne, and then <laughs> at the fourth quarter, he's Jalen Hurts. It's a little bit okay. better. <laughs> yeah. I so like it. We're, that's where we're at. Uh, tell me who your quarterback is now, Travis. Who's quarterback,
1: big pick? big pick of the week is Joey Buckets. Joe Burrow, cake matchup mm. versus the New York Jets. He has four straight 20-point weeks. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's excited for this one. Joe Burrow has thrown for two or more touchdowns in every game of this season so far. That does not stop. Mm. He throws for three. He throws for 300 yards. and Jamar Chase gets 500 yards. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Boyd, Uzoma, Mm. and a little bit of, of running back work. In the receiving game, Joe Burrow easily over three hundred with three scores.
0: All right, that's a bold pick, being as the Jets don't really get killed by quarterbacks; it's mostly running backs. But until, until now. now, if you thought the Jets were bad, <laughs> wait until Week Eight, <laughs> Joe Burrow.
1: The numbers lie. <laughs>
0: oh goodness, I love this game.
1: They've owned. They, I really do think that that a stat like that is something that you can use. In your advantage, like in your favor, because the Jets aren't good against the pass; they're just bad against the run. Right. So teams just run all over them. So from a fantasy perspective, it's like, oh, they're only giving up the fifteenth most because there's no need for quarterbacks to throw for three hundred yards; they're already up by twenty points. Right.
0: Okay, I get it. I think
1: that's a misleading stat. I j- I just think that everybody on the Bengals eats
0: Joe Burrow versus the Jets. This time it's personal. All right, my running back pick of the week is none other than Darrell Henderson against checks my notes uh, the football team formerly known as the Oilers. Um the Houston Texans are on the docket for the Rams. This is gonna be a bloodbath. I don't I you I don't know what more to say other than they can't stop the run. Start them all! They're going to Yeah, you start all your Rams. Even even like van jefferson could could be relevant in this game in deeper leagues um he's averaging daryl henderson is 16 rush attempts a game and i think it's just an easy day it's an easy pick uh whatever they're projecting him for i think it's more um just gonna be able to control the clock long extended drives sony michelle's gonna see work it's just all you can eat buffet congratulations rams on your win who's your running back uh, do you think there's a
1: chance that the Rams get to town? They play the game. They leave Houston <laughs> without Van Jefferson or Deshaun Jackson, and they acquire Brandon Cooks, and he gets on the bus and they go back to L.A. No, um, he will be traded. No,
0: oh uh, no. You know what? I oh, man, um, Brandon goodness, Cooks will be traded into, uh, in
1: the next within the next week. This could be the last game we ever see him play for Houston. Well,
0: I mean the the trade deadline's Tuesday, so we'll see. So this is
1: the last weekend he will be playing for Houston. There's a chance that okay, Kim, uh, I I hope it's not the case, but what if, what if? Do you think it's possible? Right before the game on Sunday, Brandon Cooks does
0: not suit up because there's a trade going on. I just I just thought that. Um, look, let's go through what, two quick mindsets. Then, if that is the case, if we if you are convinced that Brandon Cooks. Is being traded, then you need to go pick up pick up two people right now. You need to pick up David Johnson, and you need to pick up um, Nico Collins, because someone's got to catch the ball, and yeah. it's going to be one of those two guys. Um, so yeah, for me, sure, um, I could see him being traded. I've I've been saying the Browns were a likely target. That's just me. I nothing has been said out in the media that they they've been approached you know, by the Browns. So
1: I could really see that's the Rams. All that I can
0: really say about it.
1: I really could. He's been there. He's got, I, he's
0: making too familiarity. much familiarity, making too much money.
1: And he take, he can take the top off the defense. Woods and, and cup are not super deep guys. Like, I guess they have Deshaun Jackson for that already.
0: No, but they got Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he's, yeah, maybe he's paid too, too much. much.
1: Who's your running back? Who's your running back? Tell me about him. Running back. Big pick of the week. Kenneth, Kenny, Ken Gainwell. Without Miles Sanders, I think Gainwell... The real Kenny G. Yeah, the real Kenny G. He will split some time with Boston Scott. I think everybody expects that. The KG veteran who's quick and slippery. But that is not the same thing as splitting with Miles Sanders, who
0: I picked up in our league.
1: Yes, you did. I think that was a good pickup. I think Gainwell has a big week. Detroit's giving up the third most points on the ground to fantasy running backs. I am projecting 8 to 10 carries, 4 to 5 catches for a total of around 15 touches, 13 to 15 touches, okay. getting to 80 yards and a score. So, I think Gainwell will be heavily involved, and there's no reason to think that he
0: can't finish inside the top 15 to 20 running backs this week. I like that. I like that. Smooth, steady pick. My... Look, if it weren't for the fact that they have a running back as their quarterback, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see it. Um, Hit me back to back. Who's your tight end big pick of the week? I'm not ending on another tight end.
1: All right, so we'll go tight end first here. Hunter Henry of the New England Patriots. We call this a revenge game. Yeah. Hunter Henry, surprisingly, not to my knowledge before today, has a touchdown in four straight nfl national football league games
0: wow nfl national football league games wow
1: <laughs> Don't, th- i mean that's as high of a level of touchdown as you can Are get there th- other apparently getting him in that <laughs> league when you get him in that league right you're doing something especially when you do it four games in a row the chargers his former team has given up they have given up the most mm. points in the league to the tight end position love it and Johnu Smith got banged up last week. He's questionable. He should suit up, but I think he'll have a very limited role. Hunter Henry, big day coming.
0: I love it. I love it. My tight end pick of the week is TJ Hawkinson. This is a this is a very relevant matchup. I said throwback. TJ Hawkinson versus the Philadelphia. Eagles. I almost said 76ers and that didn't feel right. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: He would look really small on yeah, that. Court.
0: Mainly because they're, I mean, he's that good. And I think that they look, they're going to be desperate for a win. They're going to try and, as much as they can to get a win here as they do every week. But the Eagles have also given up the most t- touchdowns to the tight end position. And as we know, all you need from a tight end for a relevant week is a touchdown T.J. Hawkinson is going to give you that volume. He's going to give you that touchdown this week. Put him in your lineup. If he's, already, he's so he's overdue. He's in your lineup. Yeah. Uh, if only touchdowns work like library books, you know? Like, <laughs> anytime you're due, they just come on through. Um, so, T.J. Hawkinson, Philly, I think he's going to outperform his projections. Put him in your lineup. If he's not already in, he should be. Don't question yourself. You paid high enough to get this dude Keep him there. Let's move on to wide receivers. My wide receiver pick, big pick of the week. I'm taking a flyer on this guy, Marvin Jones versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um, look, Trevor Lawrence has looked improved each of his last three games. He's kind of looking like he's getting his footing. I'm not calling him a superstar yet, but Marvin Jones is his number one receiver. Um, if you want to call LaVisca his number one, I won't argue a ton, but Marvin Jones is the one of the guys he looks for in the end zone. I think against this soft secondary, he's going to be able to put up a bunch of yards. I think a, a realistic expectation for a team coming off a bye. Um, I think he can get to probably around anywhere from 60 to 75 yards in a touchdown, and I think he's going to be a usable piece for your fantasy team this year or for this week. So Marvin Jones against the Seattle Seahawks, he's my pick. I like it. That man makes really tough catches. No matter who his quarterback
1: he is, really he does. brings the ball in.
0: I love it. Who's your wide receiver, man?
1: Wide receiver, uh, a very well-known guy. Adam Thielen in the game that we talked about earlier with the Vikings versus the Cowboys. I think anytime coming out of a bye, you expect the offenses to be pretty sharp. And I think Justin Jefferson is going to see a lot of Trayvon Diggs, as he should. Diggs has been unbelievable lights out all year. Um, I think he's going to get thrown at less and less, actually, throughout the rest of the season. If you've got your star going against Trayvon Diggs, it doesn't make me happy. Um, Thielen is top 20 in targets. Yeah. And it's been really quiet. Coming off of a bye, um, the the game before the bye, he had 11 catches on 13 targets for 126 in wow, yeah. a score. Kirk Cousins has always loved Thielen, and... They're going to need him in what we expect to be a shootout. So if it is a shootout and Dallas is good against the run and Trayvon Diggs is going to be focused on Justin Jefferson, I think Adam Thielen is going to be the first look on a lot of plays for Kirk Cousins. I I know it's, it sounds a little bit repetitive, but just a good barometer for a successful day for a pick of the week, I think 100 yards and a score.
0: Okay. I like it. it's not impossible. I'm not facing him this week, so you can have it. Adam Thielen, 100 yards and a score. You called it. Um, Here's a question. Let's... I have a question for you. Yeah. Ooh, all right. I like questions. I'm going to give you four
1: receivers. This is from courtesy of LaVar J. at On Twitter, he is Ooh. at Levar J 757 Thank you for the question, LaVar. DJ Moore, Chris Godwin. Mike Williams and Deontay Johnson. I'll say them one more time. DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams and Deontay Johnson. Standard league sit one. Who are you sitting in this group and why?
0: Okay. So I'm definitely starting Mike Williams. Um, I, Chris Godwin with AB out is set to, for an increased role. So I think I'm throwing Godwin in my lineup as well. I think coming off of a buy and being, of course, a favorite target of Big Ben, Deontay Johnson has to be in my lineup. I think he could definitely, you know, catch a touchdown. I'm not sold right now on how the Carolina Panthers offense is running. And even though they're facing a soft matchup against the Atlanta Falcons, I need DJ Moore and that offense to prove some things to me. I'm sitting yeah, as much as
1: it pains me to say that, because I have DJ Moore in our home league, I want him to do well. But I'm at a point with him now where, when you have guys like Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, and Deontay Johnson, you gotta sit DJ Moore until they get back on track. You you have ridden this roller coaster with DJ Moore over the last six or seven weeks, and currently this roller coaster is broken. Yeah. So until that click, click, click starts to go back up, yeah. I am getting off of that one and riding with the guys who have been hot
0: who are going to have
1: yeah. really, really good He's volume.
0: bouncing back this week, which brings us smoothly into our next segment, Does It Bounce? Are we about to bounce? Let's bounce.
1: You love a good transition, Dustin.
0: I do. I do. It just makes it, makes it feel all nice. It's like velvety smooth. It's like, yeah, have you ever worn satin pajamas? Like so nice.
1: Why don't we end with quarterbacks on this one?
0: Ooh. All right. Let's start with some running backs then. All right. Let's start with some running backs. Who is your running back bounce back candidate? My
1: man, Joe Mixon gets back into the top five running backs on the week. He should give the Jets some serious problems. All they're right. giving up the most points to fantasy running backs. Some people are mm-hmm. thinking that they're concerned with the uses usage of Samaj Pirine. If they watch the game, all of his stats came on a on one long play. Yep. This is not a, hey, we love this guy. We're gonna let him eat into Mixon's workload. I really don't think that's the case. I love his beard. I think that they they were up really big on the Ravens and there was just no need to keep pounding Joe Mixon, who doesn't have the best injury history. And I think against the Jets, I wouldn't say lock, but my call is that he is a top five at the position. The Jets, the last three weeks, have given up the following. Damian Harris, 100 yards and two touchdowns. Ooh. Falcons running backs, 100 yards and a touchdown. Week before that, Derrick Henry, 157 in a score. They have a track record... Writer- track record of letting elite running back production absolutely demolished them and i think joe mixon
0: is the candidate this week i love it they just love getting punched in the face and it's gonna happen again this week perfect yep all right man well my running back is zach moss this is a little bit of a i i feel i feel i feel a little bold saying this because zach moss bouncing back this is bold he's not the centerpiece of this offense but i think going against one of the league's worst teams against the running back um and it should be a largely positive game script coming off the bye i think zach moss is going to see some healthy work here i think they're going to be more balanced coming out of a bye and i think he's able to pound a couple touchdowns in so uh i think i think we're gonna see that and you know here's to um here's here's to that i think that this is the week that you can actually be confident putting him in your lineup um because i think josh allen um is going to rely on his teammates
1: game script i think is the the two key words in this analysis here for zach Moss.
0: for sure for sure i don't think devin they they
1: should be in a situation where he gets a lot of work
0: yeah for sure let's move on to wide receiver then um i'll bring up my wide receiver my wide receiver bounce-back candidate is none other than the guy that I've been talking about all show long, Mike Williams, against the New England Patriots. Sure, they're going to try and take him away. Maybe it's Keenan Allen this week, but it doesn't matter because Mike Williams is going to get his. They don't have the 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 secondary help to take him away completely, and they're coming off a bye. I think that offense gets it going again. I think Mike Williams comes up with some big plays, and he's going to see a large target load. So put him in. He's bouncing back. Throw that little rubber ball on the floor because it's flying high. Here we go, Mike Williams. I love it.
1: Do you have any shares of Mike Williams?
0: I do. I've got him in um, okay. in one of our leagues that I just traded away Kyler Murray in. Tonight?
1: After or before the game?
0: Oh, before the game. I, I traded him for Patrick Mahomes and Amari Cooper.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a little bit of a freakout on the – Mahomes,
0: no, it felt uh, so
1: good. Shenanigans going on right now, but that is a great get for you, especially after what happened with Kyler Murray yeah. tonight. Anyway, uh, I know you still love Murray. You have mm-hmm. to love him. I bought you a Kyler Murray jersey, so if you trade him away in the home league, <laughs> no. I will return the jersey. <laughs> Robert Woods, <laughs> Robert Woods, what I like to call a little heavenly matchup against the mm. Houston Texans. Mm. Two quiet games in a row for Robert Woods. Cooper Cup has been absolutely dominant. Everybody knows this. He's the number one receiver in fantasy football. Robert Woods, though, gets one of these games where Sean McVay likes to say, We love you. You're not forgotten. You're valuable to us. Your feelings are valuable to us. Here are 12 touches for over 100 yards and a score. I like it. So I think Robert I think Robert Woods is forced the ball. And I wouldn't say that Cup has less of a workload, but this isn't one of those games where they're going to say, all right, we've got to go to our absolute best option. Right. They're going to say, We need we got to get our other guys involved. Let's take some shots to Djax. Mm-hmm. Let's get Robert Woods involved. Cup, you know we're going to have you all year long. Right. Maybe less of a of a focus on Cooper Cup and with that pendulum goes back to Robert Woods this week in Houston or against Houston. I don't know where that game is.
0: Nah, who cares? It doesn't matter. Rams win. Hopefully
1: not in Houston because those fans are gonna be real yep. sad. All going seven home.
0: of them. uh <laughs> So all right, Robert Woods, I like it. You're telling me
1: Robert Woods is gonna have more touches than our fans in the crowd in Houston. Yeah, all right, so uh,
0: just real quick, uh, can you talk? Uh, can you hear anything more poetic? This is awful because I don't. I don't think it's a good thing, but how about the sad, sad fact that J.J. Watt ended his season on an injury in Houston? Like, how awful is that?
1: Oh, I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. I feel really bad for him, man. I, world-class human for being, sure. and plays the game 100% effort, no matter what, every week, and has been a dominant force in the league for a long time. I hate to see him get hurt back to back to back years.
0: Oh, let's, let's talk some quarterbacks, man. Let's talk some quarterbacks. I'll hit you with my bounce back. My does it bounce. My quarterback is none other than the God given glove man himself. Teddy Bridgewater. (laughs) He's going up against the Washington football team defense, who has given up the league-leading 19 passing touchdowns. He's getting his potential number one weapon back in Jerry Judy. And I think he's a streamable option this week. You know, Tim Patrick gets to fall back into a complimentary role. These running backs um, get, to, get to fall back in line. I think Teddy Bridgewater, even though he's a little banged up still, has that long week to, to, to rest and get prepared for this game. Comes back, feeds the wide receivers like he needs to, and he can focus on being the game manager plus quarterback. We know he is. Welcome back, Teddy, with a nice game. couple touchdowns. I think he gets three touchdowns in this game. Welcome back, Teddy.
1: I like that. I'm going to go with one that I'm a little hesitant mm. about because of the injuries to his weapons, but the matchup has not let us down. We are going to continue with the theme Daniel Jones versus the Chiefs. Actually, I don't know that Heineke had a good enough day versus the Chiefs. Um, I think Daniel Jones, though, mm. I think that with the, because the Chiefs, I feel, are going to get back on track and they're going to have over 30 points again, they're going to look like the Chiefs again. We keep saying this every week. Eventually that will happen. I think they do that, which forces Daniel Jones to air it out a little bit, use his legs a little bit more. He's had three really bad games in a row partly due to a loss of weapons yeah. but i think he gets a little bit um a little bit aggressive through the air takes some chances and if they pay out i think he can go over the 24 25 point mark which is pretty bold but against the chiefs defense why yeah. not
0: hey man that's it's been a recipe for success you play the quarterbacks versus the chiefs i don't i don't care what they're doing they just don't have the personnel this year like you said if the weapons aren't there, then maybe you kind of have to temper your expectations a little bit. But Daniel Jones, is even with the rushing upside as well, I think he has a strong outing as long as he doesn't have one of those um, Daniel Jones collapse turnover games, which do happen.
1: He's had three in a row. It's time to – yeah. there's no way he goes four, right?
0: <laughs> Certainly not. Uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that that doesn't happen. Oh,
1: Bounce back, Daniel. We All need right.
0: it. He's bouncing. Man, good segment. Good segment. Let's scroll, let's scroll no, down to
1: don't. the very bottom of our show nope, sheet. There's nothing. There's and welcome in the Travis Would You Rather question of the week for Thursday night Great. show. Very simple, not uncomfortable oh, whatsoever. Good. Okay. Dustin, fork or spoon, only one
0: for the rest of your life. Choose one. Um oh man. Oh, goodness. All right, you know what? I'm going to go with Spoon because I can.
1: Yeah, baby, Team Spoon. Let's.
0: I bet Zeke Spoon would love yes, that answer. Yes, he would. Shout out to Zeke Spoon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Spoon. You can you can eat most of the things. Like I, I'm going to look really weird eating a steak with a spoon, but you know what? I would do it. I would do it. Um, Nobody would care. You're getting all the juices right. out. And they're
1: staying in the spoon mm. instead of on that's the plate. Right.
0: Could you imagine trying to eat soup with a fork? No.
1: What is what is it about a fork that you couldn't do with a spoon?
0: Uh, nothing really.
1: You can't stab it, but you can just scoop underneath it and get even more flavor.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be stabbed with a spoon anyway. Whereas
1: the other way around, you don't want to be you don't want to be
0: trying to eat spoon type foods with a fork. Yeah, I really feel that's <laughs> miserable. I think that's how um, restaurants should start organizing their menus this is uh the fork side this is the spoon side you don't get silverware until your your (laughs) meal comes out here is your here's your steak here's your spoon congratulations
1: this is what you will use see that wasn't so bad we're both team spoon i'm gonna put that out tomorrow we'll see how many votes we get and which side the people go with but i think they will also go on i feel
0: like they will too That's a nice way to wrap up episode 29. We're in the 30s. Next episode, next week, you know, week 8 recap, we've got episode 30. Welcome into the downhill of the ages. We're going to have to come up with some really weird numbers. This is the Chuba Hubbard of episodes coming. The
1: The Corey Clement.
0: Goodness, there's a name he's
1: the Super Bowl champion Corey Clement yeah of episode
0: he's gonna he's still around the NFL he's like the crumbs at the bottom of a cereal box he's still technically there. only real
1: ones know about Corey Clement
0: 100% that's gonna do it for us though this <laughs> week thank you so much for listening if you're not following us on Twitter make sure you are at losing sucks I'm Dustin that's Travis good luck in week 8 and thank you for listening losing sucks don't do it